right? And in the meantime, um, you know, working with you and and going through some of your programs and and also growing as an individual in this new space, um, you know, I'm confidently vulnerable today. You know, oh, oh, that's so good, right? It's, so it's different to be like confidently vulnerable versus just like I'm just kind of undone and vulnerable. Exactly, you know, and and I'm okay telling people my journey and what's happened to me and where I come from and where I'm going and why I want to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable telling people those things. So welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Enough Already podcast. This is the show for consultants and coaches who want to forge their own paths to success in their careers, their businesses, and their lives. And today I have a special guest. I have Sarah Gleason and Sarah Gleason and I have been working together, I would say off and on for over five years. And so she's been a business owner for a really long time. She's been in the coaching business for a long time. And she really feels like now she's come into her own and really have created that business that was meant for her. And so she's been in this long journey. And I know for some of you who are listening in, you know, that you're just getting started and you really want a clarity. And there's other people who've been at it for a while, who've tried a lot of different things. If you are in both places, it's going to really benefit you. But the people who have been at it for a while and it's like, wow, she's just not bang on quite yet. You're definitely going to want to listen in. So I'm really excited to have Sarah on the show. So without further ado, welcome, Sarah. Thank you very much, Betsy. So as I alluded, you've been in a business for a while. So why don't you give us like the backstory of your career and your overall journey of how, what you're doing, you know, how you got from where you are and where you are now. And then I'll probably, you know, stop you and probe for a little bit because, you know, I like to really dig in and understand you. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, I'd like to say it's a very exciting and 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 luxurious story, but it's not. Um, I had a lot of hurdles, a lot of obstacles. Um, I've had a lot of fun along the way, and I've had a lot of heartbreak along the way. Um, you know, I've often talked about sort of this idea or this vision that I wanted for myself when you and I have chatted and, um, you know, I, I get this clarity, uh, quotations, clarity on what I want to be doing and how I want to be helping people in, in my coaching practice. And, um, I would take a couple of programs and think, yep, that's it. And then and they, they never sort of worked that way. And I'd get another program and I'd go, yep, that's a little closer. And I'd modify my plan a little bit and, be good for maybe a few months and go, nope, this isn't fulfilling me either. And this journey took a really long time. It took a lot of band-aids and it took a lot of battle scars because in the enthusiasm of being self-employed as a solopreneur and being an empath and really wanting to help people who don't necessarily know how to do it for themselves was always a really big driver for me. And the reality is I couldn't do it myself. And so my confidence started to falter. Um, I felt neglectful of my clients and, and not being able to really give them what I, I wanted to give them. And so like a lot of people, I kept reading books and I kept taking courses and it never fixed the problem. So and you, you, but you were, just, can you put more content to it? Cause like you started off, when did you leave, when did you start your business and what was your initial business about or like, or what were some of the iterations of that business? So I started my business as a clinical hypnotherapist. Um, so I do have a psychology degree. Um, but in the place that I live, you needed a whole bunch of other requirements in order to become a licensed psychologist. And as a single mother, I, I didn't have the ability to take the courses, let alone the money to, to take the courses. And so um, clinical hypnotherapy was something that I was able to utilize and, and to create a client base from. 
And so that clinical hypnotherapy turned into life coaching and life coaching turned into one-on-one coaching as well as group coaching. And it allowed me to sort of be in that place of helping people with their mindset or their goals or different things that were bothering them. And it was good for a while until it wasn't until I was, you know, jaded and feeling unfulfilled. And um, instead of being excited about helping people, I started to get upset at the idea that I had to put myself into that kind of energy, knowing that it wasn't really where I wanted to be. And so the next part of my journey was, well, where do I want to be? And that's when I bought my very first big ticket program And shortly after doing so, found out that I had been the victim of a con man. Hmm. And um, this individual is in the world actively promoting all of these really wonderful personal development guru type things that so many people like myself were really excited about participating in only to find out that he's dishonest. And um, I didn't. I didn't know that. And, and I literally felt like being victimized again, you know, in a, in a different way. And so it took me a while to overcome that. And I stopped working with people altogether because I just didn't trust the world for those leaders who are in my field of personal development to be exactly who they showed themselves to be. And I had to learn how to retrust all of that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And it was, it it was, it was just part of my journey. I didn't know that at the time, but it was just part of my journey. And so So then can I like recap of where we're at? So it can just make sure everybody's kind of following along with the story. Um, So it sounds like then is like, so you started a business and you had all of these aspirations, like as a solopreneur wanting to use your empathetic gifts, you thought hypnotherapy was going to be the thing. And So it's just, it wasn't working for you. And then you had all these other opportunities to invest in your business. And like people were making promises that they weren't necessarily delivering. So now you had a business and then you had business development and neither one of them were working for you. And I was out of money. Yeah. Right. Which a lot of people get to, because you know, after you invest and you invest. Yeah, Yeah. Because this guy had master marketing, master marketing. And I, you know, like we've often talked about people who don't have the money until they really want something. And then all of a sudden they find the money. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was absolutely in that scenario. You know, I didn't have any money, but somehow I found the money to, to do this program. I even rearranged a payment system with them because I needed to be able to afford it. And then once the contract was signed, I realized it wasn't what it was supposed to be, but by then I'd already invested. So I'm looking at the professional hiccup in that situation only to realize that I'm not going to get the services that I thought I was going to get. And then I'm in a personal obstacle that my confidence is broken. I feel victimized. Um, You know, my trust levels had been affected. How I conducted myself in business was affected from that point in time. And so when I'm working myself through that, Then I get into my mind, you know, I just need somebody to tell me what to do. And I kind of became addicted to this illusion of moving forward because Mm. if I took, you know, not high ticket courses anymore, because I didn't have money anymore, but, you know, a $27 course here and a $49 course there, and it didn't really give me any new information, but I felt like I was progressing. And then two, three, four four years goes by and I realize I still don't have a business. I still don't have a clientele. I'm still basing my business on referrals only, which is not the bread and butter of an entrepreneur. So here I am once again, putting everything I've got financially and emotionally into building my business and I'm at a stalemate. So then what happened? What did you do at that point? Because now you're like, if you're keep investing money and things aren't working and the confidence, it's like a doom loop. Like I'm spending money. I'm not getting results. I feel terrible. So I'm going to go 
you know, like, you know, solve that uncomfortable feeling with a little, you know, illusion of movement fix. It didn't work. Now my confidence. Now you're in a doom loop. Like, how did you get out of this doom loop? Well, my next step wasn't even getting me out of it, but I didn't know that at the time. My next step was maybe I should partner with somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And so it's very exciting and lots of really amazing um, content creation meetings occurred. But that didn't manifest either, because I learned in that process that that individual was also faking it. Same as me. You know, if I was talking to somebody, they didn't know where I was struggling in this, these, a couple of different partnerships, actually, both times where I thought they were in business was not exactly where it ended up that they were in business once I got in sort of the, the behind the scenes look. And so once again, another defeat and another hurdle to try and overcome because that was supposed to be my way out of the tr trouble that I was in and the stress that I was in not being able to build my business. And now I'm in a scenario where I've been self-employed for so years, I'm not employable. Nobody wants to hire me because they know I'm not going to stick around. It says very clearly I've been running my own business for a while. So I really had to take a deep look at where does my happiness lie? And do I even know where that might lie? And I didn't. I, I didn't know what it was going to take to make me happy. I didn't know what it was going to take to build my business. I just knew that my purpose for going through my life experiences, the bad ones and the good ones, but mostly the bad ones, had to have a benefit somewhere. There had to be a reason why these were my experiences. And how did I utilize those experiences to try and help the people that I knew I was destined to help? Because I have the empathetic ability to really tap into people. And that comes from all of the struggles and all of the hurdles and all of the disappointments. But it doesn't have purpose unless I begin to use those things as a foundation to building my business. And then I met you. Wait, and... before you get into that one, because I, I definitely want to dive into that one. Because <laughs> um, I want to hear about like, you know, the power of our work together, because that makes me feel like satisfied and happy. And I'm sure, um, but I don't want it to be about me. I want to sit with this reality of what you experience before we move on. Because this is really significant and a lot of people I know go through this. I know for me as a business owner, I went through a very similar struggle, you know, where I left Disney and I started my own business. And to, at the time, you know, as a single parent, so the logical thing, the most monetizable path was obviously to start a consulting business. And I spent a lot of money, you know, good, you know, a lot of money to build a consulting business and it was very successful, but I had outgrown consulting. Like I wanted to do something different. And then as I tried to pivot, you know, there's tons of people who would take my money to help me, you know, start manifesting my consulting tools and that type of thing. I spent like over a hundred thousand dollars to manifest a business that really wasn't my dream business. Like it, it was a stepping stone into what I have now, but I definitely know that pain because it's like, now I'm in this loop of like, I'm spending good money after bad. It's like that sunk cost fallacy of trying to make something work that wasn't even working. And I know that I'm not alone. You're not alone. A lot of us do that where there's so much noise in our space or in the business mentoring space, business coaching, that you're, you like to, it's, there's an understandable fear. So I just want us to all sit with that. Like if you're listening in and you've had this experience, like what, what encouragement, you know, for you as an empath, as a, as a hypnotherapist, as somebody who's, who's, um, helps people at a very deep level, what advice would you give? to the younger version of you, the younger version of me, and to those who are listening, who are going through this exact struggle right now, right now around just dealing with the emotion and the shame and all of the other feelings. Um, one of the things that was really difficult for me to do, and once I did it, everything began to change. And that was own it. I spent so much time trying to avoid the things that were in my way. And I spent so much time trying to um, minimize some of the things that were in my way because at those in, in those days they didn't serve a purpose 
um, you know, mindset, like when I was building my business, mindset was the big thing. And, um, you know, back then I was a, a mindset coach. I dealt with all of that, struggling with my own mindset. Right. So there was mm -hmm. kind of this hypocrisy that I was also dealing with. And, and I had a lot of guilt about that. Um, but it, it is what it is. That's, that's what I was doing. And it wasn't until recently, um, and we'll get into that when you and I are talking about us, um, that I learned that I was never a mindset coach. Mm -hmm. What I was a coach about was helping people turn their past pain into something meaningful, something meaningful that can help them be empowered and to reach their potential. And I didn't know that at the time. I felt, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a culture where um, I'd seen a therapist for many, many years. And my, and I come from Ireland. And, you know, in those days, um, you never let the neighbors know what's going on. You know, that's kind of the environment that I grew up in. And I remember my mother, um, as much love and support as she would give me, I remember my mother saying to me one day, oh, Sarah, just get over it and deal with it like everybody else does. And that's the way that I thought I was supposed to be. And it was a hundred percent struggle a hundred percent of the time because I couldn't get over the things that happened to me. Um, they were very much a part of me, the disappointments, the challenges, the traumas, all, all of it was very much a part of me. And I bring it hundred percent of that to how I help people. That's why I am so good at helping people because I understand where they're coming from. And I, realized that I had become really, really good at telling what, telling people what they wanted to hear versus being authentic and vulnerable so that I can help them even more than I had originally imagined I could help them. And once I started being vulnerable with people, not only did I heal, but I became a much better coach because now all the fluff and frill is gone and we're dealing with raw stuff that is meaningful and makes a difference, you know? So like one of the suggestions and just in terms of like really owning who you are, owning what you're, how you're wired, what you're really yearning to do, just own that. But I wonder like, how do you address people who are like, well, I spent so much money. It's like, I can't imagine spending any more like, or I feel so embarrassed because I put my eggs into this particular guru's basket or I pay for this e-course and it didn't create any results. And so now I'm skittish or I have so much like um, imposter syndrome now, not even just about what my business is all about, but imposter syndrome about me as an entrepreneur. Is there like, you know, real quick, you know, just like a couple tips that you can give to someone to help them, you know, move past that so that they can move forward. Like, you know, and we're going to talk about what you did because you did continue to invest in your business and you did continue to invest in yourself. How do you overcome that so that you can find the right person and invest yourself in the proper, the best way and free yourself from like, I spent so much money. I'm so, I'm so embarrassed, you know, like that kind well, of experience. Not, not just embarrassed, broke, right? Yeah. Broke. Embarrassed and broke. Yeah. So the, the, the right program shows up and I don't have any money left right? I, I can't take it even if it's right in front of me, you know? And so there's a lot of emotion that goes around that, um, especially as a single mother myself, you know, um, my kids need to eat, but I've got a $100 bill. So where do I spend it? You know, do I spend it on the promise of making money or do I feed them whatever it is that they need to eat? I had those challenges all the time. Can't honestly say that I always gave it to my kids. You know, well, what's, some, what's the tips? What are the encouragements you would give someone who's in that space? Um, well, I think imposter sy syndrome means that you're doing something that has purpose to you because you really want to do it well. And, you know, for people who struggle, like I struggled with imposter syndrome, and it wasn't until I owned that I'm on a learning curve, I'll always be on a learning curve. I won't always know everything. Somebody's always going to be better than me until I, understood that none of that was bad, you know, it, that changes things. So, you know, if you're going to label your, uh, yourself or a person's going to label themselves, 
on this entrepreneurial journey, don't do it from a comparison perspective. You know, um, now when I feel like I'm not as good as somebody else, I turn it around and I say, what is that person doing that's making me feel this way? Because it's something I'm observing on a video or a course or something like that. And really what's happening is I wish I was doing that. Right. So, so what is it about that, that I could be doing something similar, specific to my clients perhaps. Right. So own it. Don't compare yourself. Like I would probably say, if I were going to answer my own question or like, well, what tips would I give to someone who's in this moment of like, okay, I've tried a lot of things and I still don't have the dream business that I love. I will tell you from my experience, every single thing I did led me to where I'm at right now. 100%. You know, and and everything serves. So even, you know, like having a successful consulting business, you know, after being a consultant for 20, 30 years, like I have deep understanding of corporate. I have deep understanding of the market that my clients want to serve. I understand because of, I struggled with my pivot from consulting to the mentoring business that I have now. I have deep understanding of how hard it is to reinvent yourself. I develop like skills that I wouldn't have had, like even though like some of the courses that I had created in my earlier journey didn't make the money that I expected. I still know how to create a course in my sleep now because of it. And I could help other people. And so that would be the advice I would give is every single dollar that you spent that you feel like you didn't get a direct ROI, you're going to get an ROI down the road once you get further into your process. So that would be the advice I would give. And it seems like you're nodding your head. So you would agree that everything serves. 100%. 100%. And it doesn't always feel like that at the time, but I'm an excellent coach today because of all the things that didn't go right in my life. Right. right? And everything. Yes. That's a great quote. Everything. Yeah. I'm a great coach because of everything that didn't go right, even more so than the things that did go right. Absolutely. hundred percent. Because I had to learn the skills to manage and handle those situations. Right. And when somebody comes to see me as a client and they show up with whatever's going on for them, there's very little that somebody can come to me with that I won't understand and appreciate. Right. Right. Um, somebody comes to me and says, oh my God, this is so hard. Yeah, it is. It was hard for me too, until I overcame it. Right. Oh, right? So now, so now we're going to get to the overcoming it part and you're going to talk about <laughs> how you met me. So I'm all excited about that. Of course. I, I don't even remember exactly <laughs> how I met you, but I do remember that, um, you were promoting something. I don't remember I do. what it was. It was my first brand breakthrough group coaching program. That's I right. did a free webinar and um, then I was like playing with webinars and then I realized like live webinars really work. And I had a handful of people like stayed every second towards the very end and you were one of them. I and was. then you signed up for that program. That was my I, first group coaching. I was. So that's right. And we did a, um, we did a, what do you call it? A discovery call um, to make sure that we were right fit. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And then what was interesting was you know, we've become friends since those days. Um, but my journey to today's relationship with you was not necessarily, you know, in, um, in consistent time spans. Like I think the first course I took and it was maybe a, a couple of months, I think it was maybe, I don't remember. Um, it was like six weeks. And then, it, then we did some one-on-one -on -one stuff and then and then there was like a time period and then you came Then there back, was a time yeah. period. Yeah. Because I went and tried other things. Right. And, and that first, um, so it's really interesting because you ask me, what would I tell people? And one of the things that I hear all the time as a coach, um, even as a consultant, I suppose you hear it, find your niche, find your niche, find your niche. And, um, you know, we all understand what that means, but I didn't really understand what that means until I started doing the work with you because it wasn't really about my niche. It was about me. And every time I took a program with you, um, I got a little closer to who my perfect client was. And I didn't realize I was even on that journey because every time I landed there in a particular place, I thought that was it. I was like, yep, this is my person. And it didn't work. And then I'd do something else and I'd get a little tighter and a little tighter and found my way back to you 
And we had a conversation and what I have been trying to articulate for much of my professional career and failed miserably at doing, you were able to articulate with words. And I remember saying to you that, that right there is what I want to do and how I want to help people. And I burst into tears, right? Oh, I'm tearing now because I landed, right? I landed and I knew I was where I needed to be finally. And then the magic started happening, right? And it took me years to get there. And none of those years were wasted. Um, I would have very much liked to have had a magic wand and have woken up one day and been exactly where I wanted to be. But for many people, including myself, it didn't work that way. But now that I'm here, I wouldn't trade it for the world, hmm. right? And in the meantime, um, you know, working with you and and going through some of your programs and and also growing as an individual in this new space, um, you know, I'm confidently vulnerable today, you know? Oh, oh that's so good. Right? It's, so, it's different to be like confidently vulnerable versus just like, I'm just kind of undone a vulnerable. Exactly. You know, and, and I'm okay telling people my journey and what's happened to me and where I come from and where I'm going and why I want to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable telling people those things because for the longest time, everybody was saying, fake it till you make it. Right. That was like the slogan everywhere. Fake it till you make it, manifest it, put it on a dream board, all that sort of stuff. But it, it never worked for me. I always felt fraudulent to some extent, like intently fraudulent. You know, I'm not going to tell somebody I understand where they're coming from. If I never walked in their shoes, I, I don't know where they're coming from. But the moment I started allowing myself and my personal stories to direct my empathy versus my logic, my connection with people a thousand fold improved. I, I remember when we had that moment and I think what's really powerful, first off your tears really just um, touch me because that's what I'm all about is like, you know, cause it's not just about coming up with a business strategy or a brand. It's about activating like who you are on the inside and the out, you know, it's really aligning your business to who you are in your soul. And it's very personal. Mm -hmm. And I remember like there were several like really important moments. Like there was the first moment where it's not, it wasn't just enough to just identify an ideal client, you know, like you kind of had the ideal client, but it's like really trying to figure out the problem that you wanted to solve. And it was like, I think the light bulb moment was, is bringing in all these threads because you're a prolific writer and a content creator and a creative. And it was, it, and you've been a business coach. It's one thing we didn't really talk about in your background is it wasn't just, you did hypnotherapy, but you were also a business coach for a long period of time as well. And all, right. the, these, all these threads came together where you want to help people who have gone through some degree of trauma and you want to turn, you want to help them turn it into a container for good, some sort of creative project or a podcast or a book or a videos or video series or whatever it is, like make meaning just like you did. And I think that there was some, something about like all of you coming to the table to support this particular person. Well, and I, I remember I remember that conversation. I, I remember remember the window I was sitting at having that conversation because um, it was a powerful moment for me when the light bulb clicked. And what initiated that conversation was you kept asking me what's the problem I solved and I, and I couldn't answer it. I mean, I haven't been able to answer it for years. I know how I help people, but you were quite persistent in what's the problem I solved. And I, I didn't know what the problem was I solved. I mean, I helped people feel better. And then you'd say, yeah, but why does that matter? And I was like, I, I don't know how to answer that, you know? And, and I'd get frustrated because I didn't know how to answer that. And in that conversation, you know, you said, well, what do you want to help people do? And, and again, nothing is ever wasted that we do. And I had taken a course several years before that was a three-day course and I went to the course and they were going to, yeah, I had to have a website that was 
the caveat to, to do the course. I had to have a functioning website. And then I would go through the course and they would set up click funnels and they do a tutorial and they'd set up whatever the money program was on my computer. So by the time I left this three-day course, I had an operational business on my computer and I understood all the different moving parts. So I wasn't taking a course on how to do this. It was getting done for me. And that made all the difference in the world for me because as much of an action taker I am, I function better when people tell me what to do instead of me having to interpret and trying to figure it out. And so when we were talking, you said to me, well, how would you do that in reference to a book then? Because as you said, I'm a writer. And I said, well, if somebody came to me, I would walk them through, how do you figure out what you're going to write? What are you going to write? Maybe I do a little retreat where we do three or four days of just writing and figuring out how to publish and just pace, basically take people on a journey. And that's when it started to make sense, right? Where the every all the moving parts came together. It was, mm -hmm. this is where I can help people essentially gain a voice that they have suppressed for much of much of their lives, a part of their lives, and put it into a purpose project where now it's, you know, turning that past pain into something meaningful and not only on their own healing journey, but begin to heal other people and to help other people. And that ripple effect is what moves me. It, that ripple effect is the thing that keeps me going because I know that my single story and being able to relate to however many people is going to continue to ripple through the world and make a measurable difference because I made the decision to be confidently vulnerable and to tell people and show people that they're not alone and then show them how to get to those places of strength. You know, I just had an aha as you were talking about like why why we both made mistakes at the beginning part of our journey and what was the difference now. And I'm going to throw this out to you and you could tell me if I'm totally off or you can resonate is I think that there was something about like, I want to have my own business for whatever I wanted in my life. So I want to make money and I'm looking for some sort of fast way to make money. And it's like, we're leaving huge swaths of ourselves not there. And when people talk about a niche, I think there's a misunderstanding about a niche. It's like, we think I've got all of these different dimensions of myself and I should just choose one. And that's going to be what I build, build my business on and look for as many people who want that one thing. And I think the way that I work is opposite is I want to look at the person that I want to help and the problem myself. And I'm going to bring all parts of me into this process. Every part of me is going to have a voice at the table. And that's how we're going to be able to serve that person. And I think what really made the difference for you, where it comes together with the purpose project is all the different elements, the hypnotherapy, because you help deal, you, you want to help traumatize people who've gone through some, not traumatized people, people who've who've survived some significant trauma, who have this resilient heart and this resilient soul, and they want to use it for good in the world. Like that's that person. And that's the person you were the one that your mother was saying, Hey, Sarah, why can't you get over this? And it's like, no, I'm an empath. I take these things in more seriously and I want to help the world. So it's that kind of person, but you want to help that kind of person with all of your things, the things, you know, about business, the things that you know about hypnotherapy and mindset and overcoming trauma the things that you know also about creativity and creative expression and all of these things found a home. And I think that's where I remember you cried, not just at this point, but when we delivered copy to you, when, mm -hmm. when my copywriter, you know, tried to, to manifest it, you had that same experience because I think all of you were seen. And I think there was a part of you that had been invisible before and nobody else was seeing it. And we were able to activate the parts of you that felt like I was unseen and now we're seen. And now that person has a voice in your business that like a click funnels and all of that didn't have. And I think yeah. that's the difference. Well, and I, I think I finally sitting where I am today, I finally understand that I cannot be a hundred percent of who I am compartmentalized. Mm. Right. So I'm a certain person to my children. I'm a certain person as a student. I'm a certain person as a coach. Um, 
it took me 25 years to realize that I don't function that way. It might be very successful for some people. Some people might be really, really good at that and, and in fact thrive in that circumstance, but not me. And, you know, finding mentors through my career, I always found mentors who were rocking it, you know, people who were obviously successful, people who were empowered and confident and I would be intoxicated in those seminars or those, you know, workshops and things that I would do. And it wasn't until probably a couple of years ago that I learned that part of the reason I never took action on those things is because I hadn't fully connected myself on the parts that I was compartmentalizing, mm -hmm. the vulnerable parts, the parts that were feeling compromised, the parts that, um, thought that, you know, I've been in this so long, I should be, I should have achieved more by now, you know, those, those kinds of conversations. And right around the time that you and I sort of landed on the things that make me tick, which would eventually help me become who I am now. Um, I had a client who sent me a text message that hadn't been a client for a long, long time. And he had um, some very difficult challenges and he had sent me a client, a text message randomly and said, you always told me I'd be able to look back and say, I'm so glad that happened to me. And he said, I just want you to know today's that day. Yeah. Wow. So I'm just a crying mess to Betsy's audience. I'm always crying, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, that's when I went that that's why I do what I do, you know, and, um, you know, that's the purpose that I'm here for. And the connection that I had with that individual was because of the things that had happened to me in the past. So that is now my driver. And when I think of who I do my work for, I do it for me because, you know, it fulfills me. But I also do it because I know that there's people out there who will do their best work when they connect with somebody like me. And they yes. just need somebody to believe in them while they're still figuring out how to believe in themselves. And that text message was exactly that to me. I believed in him for many, many months of his life when he didn't have the ability to believe in himself. And by working together, he finally got there, you know, is, isn't it, isn't that even a, the essence of a, what a mentor is, is somebody who versus a coach, you know, like a yeah. mentor is somebody who holds up the mirror and believes what's possible for someone until they can believe it for themselves. And, and you and I had a conversation, um, last year sometime about the difference between a coach and a leader. And even that was a massive learning experience for me because I started to realize that coaching is what I do. It's not who I am. Hmm. And my goal is to be a leader. I want to lead people to a place that brings them into their best selves and their maximum potential and, and other things like that. And how do I lead them there? Through coaching. Right. And, right. and more than that. So, so this is what I like about what your business is all about is that it's not just coaching, you know, it's like, it's not like, okay, uh, like, for example, I want to write a book, you know, and I've always wanted to write a book, but it's not like I have like, you know, and, you know, writing, doing something like that is like outside of my comfort zone is something new. I haven't done that yet. You know, I've got a bunch of other content, but I haven't done that particular thing. But then you have like somebody who can manage both sides of it is somebody's going to manage like the, the the mental blocks that you might have about putting your voice out in the world. And especially if you come out of difficult situations and that is the platform for good that you're going to create in the world, there's a lot of emotional things that go into it, but it's not like you have mindset over here and then the creative expression or the strategic aspirations and the strategy development over there, they're one and the same, which accelerates the results, but do it in a way that you feel supported. I would say we both share the same podcast team. And I would say Samantha from Hollyfield Consulting, you know, is our, you know, our shared podcast person. And Samantha has been like, for me, like all along, always encouraging me 
you know, always helping me, you know, consider new ways. And I think that that's part of that chain of impact, you know, like you do one thing and then you can go and then your people are going to go off and they're going to make a bigger difference. You know, you're creating not, you know, you want to be a leader, but you're creating thought leaders. And I don't think thought leaders are just people who, you know, could, who are speakers and could take the stage and do all of that. Thought leaders is they have a very personal experience and they could find the universal message in it and share it with the world like a Monica Lewinsky, you know, mm -hmm. what it would, you know, nobody's gone through cyberbullying like Monica Lewinsky, but she's turned that thing into a platform to, I'm sure she's helped thousands of kids be protected from cyberbullying because of her personal story and her pain. Absolutely. That's who you're creating. You're creating yeah. that type of person who's going to be able to take not just the stage, but the influence in the world. My experience um, with why I tend to get the results I get is because you're right. I'm dealing with people who have a business venture, so to speak, but they're overcoming something, whether it's recent or whether it's something in the past. And so when those triggers show up, like imposter syndrome or um, insecurities somehow because they don't want to put themselves out there because of bullying, as you mentioned, or whatever the case may be, I also have the ability and the experience to help them on the psychological side of that. And so, you know, I can go to the best business coach in the world, but if I don't have the help mentally and emotionally, as I'm being told what to do and understand where those triggers are coming from, it's just information. It's not going to get me where I need to go. And likewise, if I'm seeing a psychologist and I'm trying to start an entrepreneurial business and they don't know the first thing about email marketing lists, or they don't know, um, you know, the process involved in getting something out there and, and into the world, they're, they're like two opposing things and they're equally important in a person's and in, a, in an individual. Right. Right. So that's the component I know that changes people's ability to move forward because a lot of people just need one excuse to stop, right? It's too hard. Just one thing isn't working. I can't handle this. You know, I'm, it just, it upsets me too much. Or, um, you know, I can't do my business because I don't understand this. And really what they're saying is I don't have the emotional capacity to work my way through the trigger so that I can accomplish it. Right. Right. And everybody goes through that at a different speed especially when you're doing something creative. Like, yes. I think that there's a thousand business mentors. There's a lot of people who could be like a book coach or a podcast team or somebody else like that, but there's not a lot of people, you know, in who bring all of that together. So it's like, yes, building a business, you can be a little bit more, but when you're doing a creative expression or you're putting yourself out to do a talk or write an article for, you know, Forbes or Huffington Post or something like that, you're putting yourself out, you know, especially yeah. if that's the whole thing. So let's get a little bit more detail into like your business. So um, share your, your URL. Um, I know you've got coaching programs and you have like creative, creative partnerships, like you mentioned, the immersives. And then I also know you're launching a podcast. So let's talk about all of those things. Like, so give us your address. Tell us about your programs. Talk about your podcast. So sarahgleasoninternational.com is my website. And Gleason and has two E's, not an E-A. And Sarah has an H. So S-A-R-A-H-G-L-E-E-S-O-N international.com. Um, and essentially it is the landing place for somebody who wants to turn their past pain into a purpose. And I do that and help people create their purpose project. So um, the purpose project is essentially a program that will allow people to figure out the best way that they want to use their voice so that they can in turn change the world through an activity. So maybe it's a book, maybe it's starting a podcast, maybe they want to become a coach themselves, whatever platform feels right to them so that they can go out and do the changes in the world that are important to them. The purpose project will create a system to allow them to figure out how do they find that voice once they find that voice, what's the platform that they want to use? And then how do they create that platform 
into exactly what it is that they need it to be so that they can go out into the world and do those things. So for example, you mentioned a book. If somebody has a book idea that they want to write based on their past experience in life, as an example, they would come to me, we would work through it, and we would help create a book for them um, through their writing, but through our coaching and through our um, availability in helping them work through all of the different emotional components to putting thoughts, vulnerability, past experiences on paper. Because as a writer, I do know that it is a very lethargic healing practice to use your voice and to get your story out there. But it's terrifying sometimes, especially if somebody's story isn't a pretty one. But I can guarantee you that the healing portion of being able to do that is incredible. And somebody out in the world is having a similar experience on a similar journey. And that story will be the beacon of light and hope for them. And that's mm. why it's important to get stories out there. I am so done with living in a world where little girls are meant to be seen and not heard, where voices are discouraged because they're uncomfortable or they're inconvenient. Um, no more. If somebody has a story that they want to share of how they got from point A to point B, and it's purposeful and it's meaningful and it's part of their healing journey, they should share it. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So um, so if somebody is sitting in the audience right now or, or where you're taking a walk or wherever you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, gosh, I have something I really want to say. I'm not quite sure the container, like maybe they don't know if there's a book, they can come to you and you could help them figure out like which direction they really should go and what's the right format for them and what they want to communicate to the world. So there, that seems like to be the first part. So some of it's a little bit of strategy, ideation, then all the way through activation and implementation. So you can Absolutely. help them end to end with Absolutely. the mindset all along the way. Yeah. Awesome. Because they're going to get hiccups and they're going to get stuck and they're going to stop and that's normal, but we need to be supported in those moments. Those are the so, moments where most people just stop altogether. So it's more like action, action, learning, healing, you know, where it's kind of like your click funnels example, like where somebody did over a few days, like I'll show you exactly how to do it. And you walk away implemented. It's not like just theory of saying, Hey, you should write a book. It's, Hey, this is a good, here's your book idea. Let's, let's round it out. And now I'll show you how to actually write the book, or you want to start a, a, a nonprofit or an agent, you know, or some sort of movement or something like that. It's yeah. because of all your varied experiences as a business owner. So this is where we come back full circle because of all the different things that you tried, all the, th all the courses, all the things that you've learned, you got all of those tools in your tool toolkit so that if somebody has an idea, it's not just about the idea, it's carrying it all the way through into implementation. And at the end, it seems like the person not only gets like the book, the plot, the, the, the nonprofit, the movement that they wanted to start or whatever it is that they want to create, but they are transformed into like a different kind of person because of it. Absolutely. They, they find their voice and how they want to use that voice then is totally up to them. Right. M most people struggle to find that voice. They find, they struggle to find the ability to use that voice. Yeah. And, so, it's, so that's where you're different. Other coaches yeah. can help somebody find the voice, but it's not about finding the voice. It's about using the voice and, and actually using your voice and creating the change that you want to make in the world. That's where absolutely. it's different. Absolutely. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. I know we've been talking for a long time and I want to be respectful of your time, but I do want to hear a little bit about your podcast. And when, when is that launching? So Survivor Unleashed um, is launching in July uh, of this year, 2023. Um, and Survivor Unleashed is going to be a combination of conversations, strategies, skill sets, tools, all sorts of different conversations with guests um, about people who have done exactly what we just talked about, people who have overcome some sort of trauma where they've made the decision to share their story with the world in whatever platform that they've chosen as a way to make change. Some people will have written a book. 
Some people will be coaches. Some people will be stage speakers. Uh, there's a, a different plethora of people who are going to be able to share their individual stories. They're not all the same stories, but what is consistent is that every one of these people took what happened to them and they turned it into a triumphant moment so that they could go out and they could make the difference in the world that they wanted to see that perhaps they hadn't seen. So if somebody's listening in and saying, all right, Sarah, you're challenging me to use my voice. I've done that. I want to be on your show. I'm going to take that extra step. And they want you to consider them to be a guest. How do they get a hold of you to, to either learn more about your programs or to actually be a guest on your podcast? Uh, two ways. So you can go straight to the website uh, under contact at sarahgleasoninternational.com. There's a, a file on there that they can fill out and it will come directly to me. Um, or they can absolutely email me directly. And you can do that through support at sarahgleasoninternational.com. Perfect. So we've talked a lot about the so many different things, you know, the ups and downs and the traumatic journey sometimes that people experience on their way from entre to starting in, into, into entrepreneurship and really finding the the business that they actually love that uh, that's really meant for them. We talked about that. We talked about overcoming trauma and using those difficult situations as a source of resilience and impact in the world. We talked about a lot of different things. Is there anything else that you'd want to tell me about your journey? And I'm just not asking you the right question. I think if I was to leave a final thought for your audience, it would be one day at a time. And what worked yesterday may not be what works tomorrow. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. Doesn't mean it won't work in the future. But we have to learn that every experience influences what we do next. And so therefore, none of it is bad, even if it feels bad in the moment. Mm. It's like that Buddhist principle of just like the non-resistance to what is, just accept what is and be in that Absolutely. moment. Absolutely. If I hadn't learned how to do that, I wouldn't be on here talking to you right now. I'd probably be somewhere else doing something completely different and being unfulfilled. And more importantly, not changing the lives that I know are changed by the work that I do. Mm. It's really powerful. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show. It's been just a joy to watch you just come into your own and really be that confidently vulnerable person. I think it's just beautiful. And I'm so grateful to have been a part of it. And for everyone listening, I think Sarah is a great example of what it really means to have the resilience and the stick to itness and to really like what the business, what the podcast name is, is enough already. It's getting to that point of enough already, whatever holds you back from activating what you really want in your life. You really can do it. And I'm really grateful for you all who are listening into my show and I will see you all next time. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end -end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.